This is Shanny, and you're listening to Happy Hour News Campfire Tales. tell a story about my uncle that makes barbecue pits down in texas oh yeah yeah i uh my uncle makes these fucking awesome smokers down in texas and i went and i I got one he said hey i told him i was like hey i want one of those fucking smokers he's like all right you can get one just come down and get it i'm like well what the fuck i'm in north dakota I'm, i'm a fucking country away from you pretty much so he made me one. He made me an awesome fucking smoker that I've used out of my barbecue bashes, which I have no fucking idea if we're going to even have one this year because of the Rona. He built me this smoker. He said, hey, just come down and get it. So I took the truck, took the wife, had the kids stay at Grandma's, and we drove to Texas. We picked up my smoker, and we used it a couple times down there. And unbeknownst to me, on the way back from Texas, I picked I picked up a hitchhiker. <laughs> what the fuck? So funny, Dana. <laughs> so you picked up a hitchhiker. Just can only go. Like, so but what, what he said, know, what he right? said was, just, just be knowns to me. I picked up a hitchhiker. Yeah. He didn't know that the hitchhiker was he, there. Well, he didn't know he picked up a hitchhiker. No. Nope. <laughs> so uh, driving back, we were. We were driving up north. I think it's through Oklahoma. That is my first. Oklahoma? Yeah. To get to North Dakota? It's right above Texas. Well, you haven't traveled much, have you? <laughs> well, I wouldn't go through Oklahoma. I would come up Interstate 25 we don't have and go, to go down this straight route. up. <laughs> it's, I just went through the panhandle. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. I went through the panhandle of Oklahoma. <laughs> but in the panhandle of Oklahoma, which I shouldn't have taken, obviously, yeah. I had to get out and take a piss. <sighs> That was your last mistake, man. <laughs> so I jumped out the truck, at, huh? and I fucking took a piss. You know, I don't think I picked her up there. I think I picked her up in Texas. Because a few miles down the road, my balls itched. Oh, peones, pe- uh, pejos. Huevos. <laughs> pejos, huevos is eggs. Pejos is little tiny little crap. Huevos is your balls. But anyways, so I reached down, you know, driving, scratching. I had a third testicle. What? <laughs> Turns out, fucking wood tick thought happy Holy hour started shit. early and tapped into my love kegs. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you had a tick on your ball sack. Yeah. Wow. You never told me that. I, I haven't told a lot of people. Surprises and secrets everywhere I look. So, yeah. Wood thought tick. I knew everything about Wood Tick thought a uh, happy hour started early. Tap my love keg. Holy cow. So I fucking reached down, you know. You know, when you remove a tick, you're supposed to be gentle about it because you don't well, want to. You're re- also supposed to be looking at what you're doing. Here Sean, <laughs> let me tell my fucking story. I reached down that motherfucker and I ripped that fucker out. Oh, I'll bet you did. I rolled it between my fingers a few times and I tossed it out the window. Did you sniff it before you tossed it out the window to see how, like, if you had any Limburger going on down there? No, I was I was clean, but I don't know how I didn't notice it when I showered. So I must have picked it up like right before we left. 
So, like I said, I rolled it between my fingers a few times, threw it out the window, not even thinking I should have checked it for the head. <laughs> so you, you might have had two heads heads in your I junk? must have had, you know, I don't know. But then I get back to work the following day, and I tell my story. I was like, you know, I, something happened. I, You know, this happened. And they're like, well, they, they got that Texas Lyme disease or, you know, some shit going on down there. Right away, I go to the stall. Take out my phone, take a picture of my balls, because I can't see down there. <laughs> Did you oh, send dude. it to the wife? Well, I, yeah. Okay. And I, I said, hey. probably had her down there with a fucking magnifying <laughs> I said, hey, do you see a bullseye? <laughs> do you see a bullseye? Because that's, I guess, is an indicator of Lyme disease, is a bullseye. You got the red bite, and then it, it forms a red circle around it. Knowing you as I do. I've known you. I know you pretty well. I've known you for quite some time. I cannot believe that you fucking even survived this ordeal. <laughs> True that. It was. It was weird. Oh, I, I bet don't it know was. Why. But that's my. Uh, that's my smoker story. My wow. Kick story. So how did it turn out? I'm I'm alive. Okay. I didn't Still get got both testicles. Yeah. Oh, it's nice. It's not so down there, is it? <laughs> it's no. Well, did you ever I did, clear up that uh, I hair problem? You had take pictures for the next week just did to make sure, them? just to make sure the bullseye didn't appear. Did you save them? The pictures? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. We want to see them. <laughs> well, we got to have content for the website. <laughs> Would you like to see them? But, you know, I was scared. Yeah. I was scared that I fucking, when I reached down and pulled the fuck, you know, I just yanked. Because I was scared. Yeah. You're like, oh, my fucking, you did something on my balls. Oh, what the fuck do I do? That's exactly what I said. Yeah. Word for word. <laughs> and I, you know, I should have checked, you know, fuck, dude. You know, because you get infections. At the same time, I want to be in that cab of that pickup when it's happening and not being <laughs> like see like right there would have been the wife was there she was sleeping oh it would have been I, great to been in the back seat so you wouldn't have saw anything but you would have heard everything well like i said at the same time <laughs> here's I what i said i don't want to it's probably internal dog Oh no! I was no like, uh, I gotta stretch. <laughs> well, oh, I better see, scratch. See, I'm like, what the fuck? Oh! See, the worst thing about like being in the back seat is when he threw the tick out the window. If he would have came back into the window and hit you in the face while you were in the back seat, <laughs> that's where it would have been sucky to be in the back seat. Well, you know what? I would have got a ball tick on. Your I would have thanked you because then we could have checked it for the head. Right. Okay. Or we could at least seen what kind of tick it was. Yeah. I mean, it was dark. I did, you know, like I said, I was scared. I just really can't believe you came through the fucking thing unscathed. I mean, <laughs> really? Am I un- am I that unscathed? Well, <laughs> am, I, am I that unscathed? You, you know, all I can think of is uh, that movie Stand by Me. Yes, <laughs> with the leech. Yeah, <laughs> he had a leech on his balls. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've used leeches for fishing bait. It's not all that big. Yeah, but have you ever From had one balls? on your balls? Well, I don't tend you to pick them out the of lakes? the uh, bait box with my balls. But <laughs> if you needed to, you could. I wouldn't be afraid to. Yeah. Good times. Although, you know, the thing is, is, at my age, I probably wouldn't even have to bend over. I'd just you know, <laughs> drop them out. <laughs> just look at on zipper fly and flip them out. Here, Maybe baby down, leeches. Yeah, come down get there on, a, on come, the ground already. Come get dinner. <laughs> the leeches would be like, what the fuck is this dust? 
<laughs> be, be coughing up like baby powder. <laughs> we ain't on no fucking diet. You got a story shooting? Oh, do I got one. So the other night, like, I'm getting ready for bed, and Dana came down to my place to spend the night, you know, and, like, you know, like, anybody out there, like, you worked a manly job, like, construction or, like, you know, like, roofing or bricklaying or whatever, like, goddamn, you, you know your junk kind of stinks and shit, and, like, Dana's like, hey, let me suck your dick real quick. I'm like... And like, and, and, it always and, goes back to that. And and, 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 and as that I whip that out, story went the other night. Shoot me. And, and, and as I whipped the some bitch out, like I realized that my shit smells like Limburger cheese, you know. So like, I'm like, baby, baby, give me five minutes to go shower. Maybe ten. So I go and like I like. Just, Honey, have you seen my grater? So I turn on just the hot water, okay. And my dumbass is in such a hurry trying to get naked to get back to this blowjob that, like, my dumbass fucking forgets to turn on the cold water as I hop in the shower. You melted the cheese, huh? So I burned my fucking dick. Like, <laughs> do you know how awkward it is getting a blowjob with a burnt dick? No. It's no. very awkward, but you know what? She, <laughs> Never she, happened. She kissed it and made it better. Aww. <laughs> A right. hundred years ago and a thousand miles away, I was married one time, and I had two stepchildren, and one was seven and one was five. Well, me and a seven-year-old, we got along like gangbusters, and one of our things was when mom was out of the house, we would like eat different stinky cheeses. I would bring home like Roquefort or blue cheese, and or this. At, we had Safeway stores, and they used to sell this little uh, Limburger cheese spread in a jar, which was, you know, it's kind of stinky you know but it wasn't real true Limburger cheese because i don't think they would let it in safely if it were but i found a, a like an imported cheese shop and they had real deal Limburger cheese and i don't know how familiar you are with real Limburger cheese nope oh my god so anyway i brought it home and i asked him i said you want to try some mom was at work and he had just gotten home from school and he says well yeah i want to try some so we i opened it up and we cut it and we're like both going oh man we put it on crackers and we we got it down and it was it was it was bad, so it was it was bad. Why? We all, we both decided we probably don't want to eat any more of that. Anyway. So anyway, the kids go to the park. You know, I put away the cheese and everything, and it's forgotten, right? So I don't know. An hour and a half, two hours later, the wife walks through the door. She takes two step in the house, and her fucking mood just goes right to the floor. And she looks me dead in the eye and she says, "Where the fuck is she?" Said, what? <laughs> she says, where is she? I can smell her. <laughs> and it took me an hour and a half and, and testimony from the fucking seven-year-old to get her to convince her that it wasn't some rank stinky pussy girl. It was Slimburger <laughs> cheese. <laughs> and I mean, uh, she came through that door and she took two steps and I mean, her whole fucking demeanor just went south. I smell pussy. Yeah, she she, she just looked me dead in the eye. She says, "Where is she?" <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> All so right. me and Dana, we meet on Tinder, okay? Swipe, 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 swipe. How many times did you swipe him, Dana? Uh, yeah, how or many? 
Did the left go broken on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 so, okay, okay. So, who who initiated contact first? Of course you did, yeah, of you horny fuck. Did. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you know what my opening line was? Because, like, she had, like, uh, all Is this... Is it warm and moist? No, 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 no. <laughs> she had on uh, that. She liked cars. So my opening line was, you working on any cool projects ever? Or what what, 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 color, what kind of cool projects have you worked on? And her response was like, I don't know. I work on newer stuff. <laughs> and it's like, oh. And then <laughs> she was like, like, oh. was like at 12 o'clock. And then all of a sudden, three. Going, going towards nine. <laughs> Freaking. So, like, so anyways, like, we talk a little bit on there. And then, like, she gives me her phone number. And, like. Thank God I am Shuby and fucking one of my coworkers. We ended up knowing somebody together, a coworker of mine and a friend of hers. Oh, nice. And so, like, I go and tell my coworker, I'm like, hey, dude, I met this tin- chick on Tinder. She's from down by your area. And I was like, hey, you know, like, <laughs> best, best case scenario, I get, a, I get a relationship out of this. Worst case scenario, she ends up as a notch in my belt. Well, he takes that <laughs> and just tells her that she's going to end up as a notch in my belt. Well, that fueled the fire to meet this I guy. challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You know, like, so, like, she, I like. Was in a bad place. So, she, like, tells me that she wait, lost. Wait, you wake up <laughs> sometimes soon. <laughs> so, she tells me that she lost my it's number. Good. That's why she wasn't talking to me I for, like, five days. I really did. Oh. I was I, talking to, like, 40 different people. Forty different people. You just weren't sticking out that great. Oh, <laughs> do tell, do tell. So like <laughs> until you did. Yeah. <laughs> I have an authority problem, and when someone tells me not to do something, I do it. Fuck yeah. Hey. Fuck yeah. But it worked out. Don't it you works. don't you dare suck my dick later tonight. <laughs> don't you fucking even try, woman. I won't. He'll give you uh, approximately a half hour to stop. Yeah. All right, once you start. <laughs> You've so, got a half hour to stop this shit. Yeah. <laughs> At least 15 minutes for sure. I'm getting At embarrassed. Least. So, anyways, so like we start talking. like We go out on our first date while the corona's going on. Or as I like to call it, the rona's going on. So, corona. So, so, there is no restaurants, no movie theaters, no bowling alleys, no bullshit open. How do I shooby charm this lovely woman into letting me stick my willy in her? <laughs> You guys watch car. You guys watch car porn. No, 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 no. Didn't even go there. <laughs> I grabbed a bottle of Jack. Nice. And met her at her house. We went out to the Mott Watershed. Never been there. And sat there. It's a, it's like That's a little tiny it. lake. It's a little bluegill pond, isn't it? Yeah, a little uh, rainbow trout, largemouth bass, and bluegills. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we go out there and we just sat there and talked. Like honestly, like in my opinion. Because, like, we just talked about life and shit. It was, like, one of the best first dates I've ever been on. And then I charmed the pants off of her later that night. Or oh, she, shut up. Or actually, I, 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 actually, she charmed the pants off of me. She charmed the pants off of me. I do oh, my so. stars. <laughs> so, Dan, what, what did you think of that first date? It was great, actually. That's good. But I've never been told no before, and he just didn't want to put it out. Yeah, his Shuby is a fucking. Once yeah. you once you get to know him, he's quite the slut. I'll talk, no cock. <laughs> see, see, and isn't that how to, how you get into a woman's pants is by telling her no and not? Well, that's a good strategy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a strategy. I'm not sure how good it is. 
Hey, it worked for me. Of course, I got nowhere to speak. I got <laughs> I've had no pussy since pussy had me. <laughs> Spent time at like rescue missions, and. At the Eugene mission, I sp actually, I spent way too much time there. <laughs> but uh, there was a guy we called the pig guy, right? And we had, like, two big bread bakeries in Eugene, Oregon. And they would donate all of their old bread because, you know, that's the deal with, with bread is your bread delivery guy will come and he'll stock all your shelves and he'll take all the out-of-date stuff back with him. Well, all of that went to the mission. And then three times a week, because there was so much bread being delivered to the mission, you can only eat so much, that there was a guy, the pig guy, would come, and he was a pig rancher, and he would come and with a big trailer, and he would get all that leftover bread that they finally couldn't use at the mission. Feed it to the pigs. Yeah, he'd take it home and feed it to the pigs. When I was in uh, boot camp in 1974... Everybody in, I don't know how it is in every other boot camp, but everybody in Navy boot camp at that time had to do what they called mess week. Or they all had to, you know, do at least one week at the mess hall to feed, you know, everybody at the training center. And they had a pig guy too, but it was a lot more than just bread. And he would come with what was like what we'd call a roll-off dumpster. And every little bit of garbage or that you'd scrape off your plate and all that stuff went into the pig guy's truck. That was a long time ago. That was a long because I don't <laughs> think they let you feed pigs like that anymore. Now we had work week in the Navy or duty week, and certain people we had a division of seventy-five, and certain people went to the galley, certain people went to the laundry, certain people went to the mail, certain people stayed in the barracks. Right. Yeah. That's well. It's it's they call it mess mess. Yeah. Well, they call it mess duty. Well, actually. In the kitchen was the best fuck. Well, at barracks duty was best, but kitchen duty was second best. Then, then in, when you, yeah. Well, we had to do that in boot camp just for a week. And then uh, when we got to our duty station, you'd had to do it for a month. Like, I'll never forget because, like, I came down into Shantae's basement, and I'm like... <clears throat> It looks like a little boy peeing out of your fucking basement wall, and it was literally a fucking stream. I get those. And uh, we uh, walk outside, and literally it's a fucking lake beside his house. I'm like, well, that's half the fucking problem. Shantae, like, dug a little thing and diverted the water out of the street, and it was like you could just watch that stream just... And then all of a sudden, like, just like a little boy peeing, just... Pee pee how many drops, drops. how many shop vacs did we take out of there? Well, we must have took out thirty shop vacs or more. Oh. I don't know, but dude, this probably be the first time in a long time you haven't had to dig a trench for your front yard, huh? Yeah, ever since we put the fence up. Yeah, that diverted a lot. Oh yeah, of the yeah, snow. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Good times. It was funny when I was growing up with my first name actually being Russell. You're getting campfire stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With my first name being Russell, people used to always try to call me Brussels sprouts. And it's like, uh, they're delicious. Fuck off. <laughs> like, like you're not insulting me. And then they'd always be like, Sherbert, Sherbert. It's like, that's delicious ice cream too, bitches. <laughs> like, go fuck yourself. And then Shuby came out of nowhere. Like, I, I can tell you, my cousin started calling me Shuby. And that fucker stuck, that nickname. Like, well, of course, would look at you. 
Shoe. You're a shoeby. Yeah. You are, you'll always be a shoeby. You've always been a shoeby. Because didn't the, you have no no here love muscle embroidered on your dash cover? No no no. That on was your, on my dart shirt. <laughs> love muscle is never embroidered on my dash cover. <laughs> okay. I, or you maybe talked about it. But it was used to be Russell Russell the love muscle that that lasted maybe five six years. <laughs> but shoeby has so, lasted since I was probably about 15 years old. Oh, and I like the way you spell it, too. Yeah. And uh, Shuby actually came with, I was shooting a 22, and my cousin started going, Shuby Schubert and his 22! <laughs> and Very Norwegian. And that fucker <laughs> stuck. Like, like to this day, people there's people that only call me Shuby. Did he have a square head? And that's I how think. I got the nickname Shoes. That's I didn't know that. I, I always just called you Shuby Doobie because you know we're, you're a Shuby and we like to smoke doobies. Yeah, I mean that's how that came about. <laughs> you know I mean? But I mean, it actually was Shuby Schubert and his twenty two because I would shoot my. Everybody else would take out their AK forty sevens and their AR fifteens. Well, I was a broke son of a bitch. I could barely afford a brick of twenty twos, and a brick of twenty two at that time was maybe Cheap. ten dollars. Yeah, if that, it was maybe 50? eight dollars. Eight dollars for five hundred fifty rounds of Remington twenty-two shells, and I would sit there and fucking shoot my twenty-two all fucking day long, while these fuckers were blowing off AR fifteen rounds, AK forty-seven rounds, you know, thirty-out six rounds. Yeah, twenty-two's used to be cheap and easy to get. Yeah, and I mean, I would shoot my twenty-two, and then he started calling me that, thinking, oh ho ho, and every nickname I've had, I fucking ran with that shit, but Shuby fucking stuck. And that's what I go by on Facebook to these days. Yeah, that's and I like cool. the way you spell it. S H O E B E. Yeah. <laughs> like a shoe B. and B. Like I always say, like, fucking shoe up your ass and a B that's going to fucking sting you because like, <laughs> you fucking piss me off. And then, like, my last name, Schubert, like, fucking shoe, get the fuck away from me. And Bert, like the goddamn fucking comedian, Bert Crusher. Yeah. Or oh, I used to go the by. The machine. All, yeah, the machine. 1976. <laughs> it was the bicentennial year. Uh-oh. Me and my Here friend Junior and his girlfriend, uh, Mary Beth Bielermeyer. We uh, found, we ran into this guy. He had this really nice window pane, right? And we had been working at his dad's at junior's elber's uh, dad's uh gas station and that's where we got it from we got all our good stuff from the gas station and so we all took it real quick and then we had to uh we were kind of homeless at the time so we went over to a friend's apartment so we could like all shower and get ready it was like friday night and i got in the shower and this acid came on and next thing i know it was about an hour and a half later <laughs> And somebody's banging on the door. <laughs> Say, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I was listening to the water going down through my ear. <laughs> I'm peeking, motherfucker. That's right. Step back. So then we finally got out of that. It took us like an hour to get out of that apartment. And so, you know, we're all looking around. And I was the driver on that night. And I just said, I ain't fucking driving. <laughs> I can't see to the end of my arm, <laughs> So we decided we were going to walk the 46 blocks up Jesus. Colfax Avenue. Fortunately, it was summertime. That's up, like four miles. Up up Colfax to to where we were to the we, we were living in a camper at the at the uh, gas station. And I remember walking down the street, and I was walking ahead of those two yahoos, and they're behind me. And Junior's 
He's, he's looking straight up in the sky and he's just blithering. <laughs> and I'm walking ahead and and the lights, you know, it's it's a busy metropolitan long straight road and there's traffic lights about every two blocks. And it just goes on forever and it was so busy and so many cars will go by. Tracers. <laughs> oh man. And then the the buildings the great big giant sidewalk i mean probably 12 foot wide sidewalk and you'd walk i'd get by the buildings and the buildings would start wrapping over the top of my head and uh, so i'd have to run out to the street and this is acid right oh yeah yeah this was the real deal <laughs> yeah that was that was that was my third best acid trip <laughs> I guess I don't like acid so much as. But in the, in the last twenty years, everything I've I've tried or gotten next to, just I could tell it wasn't real. I mean, or it wasn't. It was so diluted or so something. I mean, oh. you you would get that. We didn't all have the chance. Hum, yeah, the yeah, the orchestra is what I call it. Yeah, when it's you're coming just an down, annoying hum. It's your, what they say. I've read up on it. It's it's your uh, your ears balancing out. You get it that. Mm, you know, well, like I call it the, the ear orchestra when well, you're coming me, down. It's not even like a sound; it's just like a vibration, like yeah, like you're on the interstate. Yeah. So what I'm thinking, a lot of it's probably LSA and not LSD. No, and I can remember the last time I did mushrooms. It was a long time ago. I'd say close to 15 years ago, but uh, we had them ground up to a powder. And I took a 20 ounce capful, you know, a 20 ounce yeah. bottle, and we just I ate that with a chase it down with a swig of orange juice, and about four or five other people were with me. We uh, were at the crack house right beside the post office in oh, Dickinson. Yeah, yeah. Your, your old apartment. My old apartment. Were you there? Oh fuck yeah! Was that your yeah. old apartment? That's right. Zoe was a kitten then. Yeah, she was. Uh, but uh, we took them there, and we decided to walk to that park by the spillway yep. down by the river we started peaking as soon as we hit simonson's oh fuck you're like halfway there at that point that's two minutes away yeah i mean and we left right away that's what powdered mushrooms does to you yeah. i mean it it hits you hard and fast but we played frogger on main street okay we got four lanes of traffic you know we're trying to cross the fucking road on a busy Friday night. Holy fuck, man. And that's back when people used to cruise, cruise fucking Ballard yeah. and Dickinson. They used to cruise Maine and, oh, man. Ballard. Ballard, yeah. So We're going to we, give you the actual address. If anybody wants to get nostalgic and go cruise it. Yeah. Stop doing the jerking off motion, Sean. Ballard, Main Street. It's a fucking main drag. Actually, but, there is a Main Street. Well, I'm sure there is, but everybody knows what you're talking about. No, they don't. If they're not from there, they do. But anyways, we're tripping fucking care. shrooms. Not right this now. This is my right. mushroom story. Okay, sorry. And uh, we get down to the park. And uh, we have, like, I think four people. One of them starts puking by this tree. Can't handle it. And we, we get him back, and we're like, dude, we're all going through this. Don't worry about it. You're not alone. Just stick around. Bad idea to fucking trip shrooms next to a river because everybody had the fucking idea. Let's go swimming. Yeah. No. Uh, I, 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 I still had the head on my shoulders. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. 
So we sat there, and all of a sudden, a carload of girls pull up. We're like, fuck, they're all dressed in white dresses, silky. <laughs> they got glow beads on. They got glowing makeup. Just came got from a glow rave? sticks. No, they heard we were tripping mushrooms, so they were going to come enlighten or enhance our trip. <laughs> they were going to come turn you on, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. They start dancing around us with glow sticks, and we're like, get the fuck out of here. Get, I'm get, like, get, get, get. So they go off and do their own thing about 100 yards down, and I can hear them. And they're saying, well, what the fuck's up? And uh, a girl that I actually knew is like, they took way too much. And we just needed to be left alone. You know, we took a couple of their glow sticks, we sat in a circle, and we traced circles in the fucking dirt. <laughs> <laughs> and That's we watched awesome. the grass grow, and I... I tried to roll a joint, and it took us 45 minutes to try to roll a joint, and it didn't work. It didn't work. But uh, towards the end of our trip, we started walking back to the apartment, and what led me to the story was the ear orchestra that you were talking about. We get back to the apartment, and it's probably fucking 2, 3 in the morning, maybe 4. Humid as fuck. I'm still sitting on the front step of the apartment trying to roll this joint with a paper that is sopping wet <laughs> from fucking sweat. And I don't know the difference. So I'm like, you know what? This is just weed, so I'm just going to eat it. Because I don't think I should be lighting stuff on fire. So I ate it. And that's when the ear orchestra just kicked in. I, I tried to go to my apartment, and all I heard was... Wow. <laughs> And that was my last mushroom trip that I remember, actually. How's everyone doing? This is Chug Nasty from the Nasty Nation podcast, the Graveyard Talk podcast, and also I am in the band Bastard Sons of Judoscope. Uh, I've been asked um, by the guys from Happy Hour News Team um, to record some scary stories. Um for the Campfire Tales uh, episodes. And I have a couple of quick ones. Um, Both true. So bear with me. When I was probably about 19 or 20, um, a friend of mine, named Andrew, and I would go driving around. the time money wasn't too bad and we were able to do that kind of thing we would meet up at you know 10 11 o'clock at night pick a direction and then drive while doing such things we uh would find really interesting spots to uh, check out um one one time in particular Actually, a couple times in particular. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we once, once we uh, we found this house, and it was I couldn't even tell you where it's at now. But driving around, um, we actually decided to go out before it got dark one time, and we found this house, and it's probably about six o'clock in the evening. Uh, sun was still out pretty good. And the house was, it was very clearly not being lived in um, officially. 
<laughs> if you want to put it that way. Um, there was a huge satellite dish out front. This is in the middle of fucking nowhere, okay? I'm telling you, we would drive everywhere um, around, around Kentucky. Our area of Kentucky and whatnot. And um, this house was, it had, you could tell the shutters were slightly blue. <laughs> um, and all around it was just, you know, the usual, just trash and whatever else. Um, there was a well, which uh, we got out of the car and, you know, went and checked all this shit out. There were, the fucked up thing is there were baby dolls all over the place. Um, if you looked in the well, um, we, flat, we actually shined a flashlight down there at one point, and uh, there was a bunch of baby doll heads, which is creepy. Um, we walked in through the back door, which led into the kitchen, which it looked like somebody had possibly been staying there. Um, the place was a wreck. Um, trash all over the place. Um, I mean, you, you didn't really know what you were stepping on. That much trash. Uh it was really a a freaky situation for the fact that I, I'm not a fan of uh, running up on stray animals such as raccoons or possums um, because I think that they're both miserably disgusting creatures and they freak me the fuck out. That's beside the point. Um, we, we, we went around in this house for a little while. Um, we started to walk up the stairs but the stairs didn't seem um that sturdy so at that moment we decided not to go up but we walked around everywhere else in this place and it was creepy it really was even during the day it was fucking insanely creepy um, just because there was i mean it looked like somebody had left they just left all their stuff behind there was still there was a couch that was turned over in the living room area there was a really old tv uh, the really old ones that used to just sit on the floor big ones you know what I mean um, it, the screen had been busted you know that kind of thing and there was like a, a dining room that had a table still in it and you could tell at some point in time this house was probably um, pretty nice looking um, but through time and being abandoned it uh, went to shit no upkeep so your first thought is, is why would somebody just leave and leave all their stuff behind because I mean there was tons of stuff um, going even going down to you know um, clothes everywhere and books and just all kinds of stuff you know um, so your first thought is okay well they were spooked they left or the other thought is well they died and they didn't have anybody to, to take up this shit so they just all left it there it was in the middle of nowhere anyway right well we don't know. I, don't, I actually have no idea how we ended up finding our way back to that place. But my girlfriend at the time and one of her friends are actually. See, I have problems with this part of the story because I can't remember who the females were that came with us. Uh, it's, it was either a girlfriend of mine and one of her friends. Or it was a couple of female friends that we had that wanted to drive around with us. I can't remember. Either way, female one and female two. I don't, I don't know what you want to call them. Um, anyway, so we had these female friends that, that wanted to uh, come along with us on our journeys. 
and we decided to take the same route that we had went before we ended up at this house now at this point it's pitch black outside the only way that we saw this house was from the uh, the moon shining down and you could see the uh, the giant satellite dish out front and from when we pulled up the headlights you know um, which at night the place was ten times creepier as you could imagine I mean this place was like haunted house you know horror movie like it was perfect um, so we all got out of the car and we walked through these really tall tall weeds and tall grass I mean who knows how many snakes we stepped on I, what, who knows what was actually out there and I think about it now and like it makes my like skin crawl um, just because it's it's scary to think about what, how close we were to some things well we went through we, we went walked around we shined the light you know at the baby dolls and some of the weird shit that was out in the yard that you know to show the girls you know to freak them out even more <clears throat> which secretly we were both pretty spooked anyway and we weren't helping situations <laughs> because we were making ourselves more scared we uh we walked in like we did the last time we went to the kitchen um the weird thing about it was there was a couple of like those little banquet dinners that looked like somebody had fixed when we were there beforehand and now those were gone so somebody else had been up there. I don't know if it was animals getting into stuff or if there was squatters or whatever. So we got our flashlights, which we only had one. <laughs> we had, I'm pretty sure we had one or two flashlights between four people. So that wasn't really that fun. <laughs> um, when we were walking to the kitchen, one of the girls was at the end of the line. Um, and I actually got behind her because she got freaked out. Because she could have swore there was somebody that she could feel somebody standing like right behind her. I didn't see anybody, so I was like, "Well, I'll get I'll get back here, or whatever you you know you get up <clears throat> get up in the middle." <clears throat> Sorry, and uh, you know whatever, and we'll continue our journey. Well, I felt what she was talking about immediately. It felt like somebody was walking back and forth like behind me. It was weird. It was a very weird uh, feeling that. Uh, yeah, freaked me the fuck out. So we walked through the, the living room, which I told you had a turned over couch and a broken TV and all this stuff all over the place. And we decided to actually venture upstairs, which the, the stairs were still creaky and it was just kind of a bad idea to walk up them. We walked up there and halfway up the stairs, we noticed that the wall had been like, I don't know, somebody took something like a sledgehammer or something and just hammered into that wall. And inside that hole, the other side of the wall was concrete, and there was a bunch of, you know, fucked up symbols. There were, like, swastikas and pentagrams and, you know, the normal shit you see, like, people, you know, um, they tag when they're, when they're at places. You know, they want to be as offensive as possible, so there was cuss words, you know, whatever the fuck. Well, I opted to not go all the way up because I got one look at the fact that there was what appeared to be a sleeping bag that did not look old like everything else did and a pillow um, and I was like I don't like this at all so I went back down the steps and something happened I don't remember what happened but one of the girls and they were upstairs like saw something heard something freaked her out and they all came running down right behind me well as uh, as we were leaving I was holding the door open for everybody so we could just get out of there you know 
single file line, move out, move out. And uh, I remember turning my head to the left um, as I was going out. Um, Andrew had already been, he already ran down to his car and had already turned on his headlights. And he shot in the headlight in. And whew, I got chills even just thinking about it. Um, and I turned to the left of me. And I shit you not, there was a very tall, uh, lanky looking guy, something, standing in the doorway. Or like right inside of like where the kitchen and the living room meet. Like meet. And, uh, and it was very, I mean, it was obvious what it was. And... Um, Freaked us out, got the fuck out of there, and never returned to that place. One time, <laughs> I heard Shuby talk about we were on our last campfire stories that uh, if we ever have a run low on hooker stories, come to me. Yeah, I've got plenty. <laughs> I think there was a little mention about that. <laughs> Don't worry about it, guys. I got plenty of. <laughs> so we need a. Now you put me on the spot they're, with my girlfriend here. They're stories. <laughs> they're just stories. They're yeah. stories. Uh-huh. My wife, uh, I don't know if she listens to our podcast either. but uh, she, she, I know she attempts to. Or she she tries. To, yeah. But uh, if she listens to our campfire stories, she's going to be awfully embarrassed. Dude, she knows that you had a past before you met her. Oh, yeah. We all had she, a past. She doesn't care. Like, like, well, like, that's cool. I just said Disclaimer. Booker story. Here's the best thing. Dana. Here's the the worst thing about me is I only have one. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking loser. You fucking piece of shit. That he's he's letting go of. (laughs) Well, no. It's actually only one. I have a story about a hooker. Okay. We were in uh, A school back in Pensacola. All right. We had just uh, finished school and we had Liberty... Over, it was over a like a three day holiday. I don't remember which way it was, but me and three other guys decided to get a a room off of base, right next to the strip club. So you know, we go over there, you know, whatever. So we got a room, and Atkins was a guy. He's like, he's just like you, Shuby. Yeah. You'd love this guy, Scott Atkins. He's like, I'm getting a fucking hooker. <laughs> me and Sims. Sims is another guy, black, big black guy, fucking awesome dude. He's like, dude, I don't know if you want to do this in this part of the neighborhood. And we're right off base, so we figured it was fairly safe. But coming to find out, that's the worst part of a town that there is, is right off base. Oh, yeah. Because nobody wants to live there. Nobody wants to live right <laughs> off base. And that's Except for the, the sailors. Well, that's where the, the shit sa- goes down. For the sailors, it's easy because they can come and go to the base real easy. So we, but for the people who live in that town, they don't want to live there. No. So we got this room at this hotel, this little two-story hotel, fucking Roach Motel. Atkins like, I'm getting a hooker. I'm like, all right, go for it. We sat on the balcony. We were watching drug deals go down. We were watching undercovers fucking drive by. We were watching fucking hookers make their sales. Atkins walks down the fucking steps, grabs a hooker, brings her back up. They go in the bathroom because Sims and I are still up. And we end up passing out. We're like, fuck this. You know, we had no part of it. And I like, come on, we get all three of us. We get up. We, we get a three-way in. We're like, Sims like, no. I'm like, no. <laughs> so Atkins at, ends up just getting a blowy from this hooker. Next morning, 
wake up. Atkins like, hey guys, see my wallet? Oh shit. Sims like, dude, you got rolled. I'm I'm North Dakota. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm yeah. like, I'm checking for my wallet. I'm like, I got my wallet. Sims, he's got his wallet. Atkins, fucking bitch, took my wallet. And he's fucking South Carolina. Not hey, North Carolina. Not, not, not a good person like a North Carolina, right? South Carolina people are weird, right? Oh, I can tell you people are weird in South Carolina. I've been to South Carolina, and I had neighbors here in Richardson. You know, I'm from North Carolina, and I don't really like many other people from North Carolina. So I really can't She's cool, then. Yeah. But this guy, he's like, dude, that bitch took my wallet. She took, you know, not only the 50 bucks for a blowy. She took everything he had. Military ID, fucking Ooh. credit cards, fucking bank cards, Ooh. fucking drivers. Well, driver's license didn't matter, but whatever. Got in 1979, 1980, if you were in the Philippines in Longapo City, you could go to any one of a thousand massage parlors, get a full body massage, a really good one, and a blowjob for eight bucks. That's a fucking deal. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> but this hooker ended up rolling him. Yeah. And and actually, we're lucky that she didn't grab our wallets too because we were passed out when this all went down. Fucking left. Lucky, lucky. Well, I get. Well, kind of, because actually, uh, Sims and I had no money. We had our wallets. We had no cash. Atkins had the cash. We had to get a ride back to base on a taxi on, on faith that, hey, when we get back to base, we will get you money, you know, for the fare. And then some. Because we had no money. Oh, yeah. You got a good cab driver. Yeah. He goes, we deal with. We told, we told the cab driver our story. He goes, yeah. you know what? You ain't the first. Yeah. And you ain't the last. Shit happens every so night. It, yeah. So here's my story. So I want to, like, me and my buddy go to the titty bar, and I'm like, got to get a fucking hooker. This is back page days. Like, got to get a fucking hooker. Where gotta, was this titty bar? In Fargo. Okay. So I'm like, gotta get a hooker. And he's like, dude, I don't care what the fuck you do in my house. Just have a good time, man. Like, I don't want you fucking feeling down because, like, this is coming off. Was this a breakup? This was coming off a breakup. Ah. I don't want you getting Ollie. <laughs> he's like, yeah, exactly. Because everybody knows that knows me. And, like, you don't want you to get Ollie. <laughs> yeah. And, like, like, this guy has known me. Like, we have pictures of me holding him as a baby and me as, like, a three year old. I know this guy. So I'm like, I'm like, I need a fucking hooker. I gotta get laid tonight, and I'm not fucking putting any effort to get laid. I'm paying a bitch to get laid. So I go grab like four hundred dollars out of the ATM. You have more than a three hundred dollar limit. <laughs> no, no, no. I had to hit up two ATMs to get this. <laughs> to okay. get this four hundred dollars okay. out. I get this hooker, and she comes to the house, and like we're sitting down. You lied. There. She never came. No, she never came. <laughs> she arrived. She, she arrived at the house, but she never came. But so anyways, like we go into his basement and we're sitting on the love seat talking. And she's like, You got a roommate? I'm like, Oh yeah, baby, I got a roommate. I just sleep on this love seat. And she's like, You got the money? And she's like, grabs my cock, and I'm like, 
Okay. She's like, I just want to make sure you're not a cop. I'm like, bitch, look around here. There, there ain't no cop here. She's like, you can feel me. So I felt her tits. Were they fake? I couldn't tell. I couldn't, what? I couldn't tell because, like, she had on a bra and all that shit. Bulletproof vest. Pretty much. And, uh... One star or one fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, like, I give her the money and she's like, hey, let me go throw this in my car real quick. Oh, oh she... She fucking took off. <laughs> so, I'm, like, calling this bitch. I'm like, well, we're right across the street from the police station. <laughs> You didn't call the cops on her, no, did you? No, oh, no, I didn't okay. call the cops, but she thought I was a cop. Oh. And so she got scared and ran as soon as she got the money. She was going to fuck me over. So anyways, I call another hooker. <laughs> Run back down to the ATM. <laughs> Run back down to the ATMs. Get more fucking money out. Oh, that hurts. Oh, that hurts. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> Get more money. And before I give this next hooker... The money. I tell her everything that happened, and she's like, "Honey, I am so sorry that happened to you." Yeah, you just give me the money. And let me go out to my she, car. No, no, no. She's like, "I am so." She's like, "Girls like that give us girls bad names." She's like, "How can I make it up to you tonight?" I was like, "I don't know. How are you going to make it up to me for girls like that giving me bad names?" Oh Jesus! Anything I wanted. Anything you want. Uh, and the funny thing is, she was Asian, too. I give you anything. I give you everything. She was, a, the, like, she was like, your car. She was like the hottest Asian ever. And she, anything I wanted, twice I got. If that makes any sense. Well, I mean, well, I, I, I haven't known twice since I was in my 20s. So. Well, this was in my 20s. <laughs> Let's let's check in with Sanchez over here. You got a, you got something you want to say? Well, I got here's my, my favorite fishing story, and and this is true. Nobody ever believes me, but it's true. I, what, years and hundred years ago, when I was in the Navy, we were uh, we cruising out in the South Pacific somewhere, and it was Sunday. There wasn't anything to do, so these guys from the shop next to mine decided they were going to make a fishing lure. So they made this fishing lure out of stainless steel, and it was kind of like a Nike swoosh kind of thing with a big long hook. It's, the whole thing was about four foot long. And what, were, they, what were you planning on catching? Well, I was I was just watching them, right? So they pitched off the fantail of the ship, which is the very back end, the, the most rear part, with about three hundred feet of you know good industrial strength rope, which in the navy they call line cord. Well, this was rope. Oh, not cord. This was real rope. This is about inch thick. Oh yeah, man. And uh, so you know everybody's going about their day, and all of a sudden the captain comes over the uh, intercom system. And he says, I'd like to direct everybody's uh, attention back to the fantail, the rear of the ship, and look to see what the ship fitters have come up with. So everybody got around to where they could see off the back of the ship, and there was a blue whale about 20 feet behind that lure. No shit. And I'm serious. And it kept breaching and following, and it was kept right up. It just stayed about that 20 feet away. And it was one of the mo- most magnificent things I'd ever seen in my life. What would you use for... Uh for bait there was no bait it, it was, was just, just a lure they just threw this i mean it was a sunday how bored you know can you get when you're out there cruising around the ocean there's nothing to do you can't drink you can't smoke pot you know i mean there's only so much coffee and soda you can drink and they were just bored so they figured they'd do something to kill the time and you know they're all sitting back there you know playing cars and telling stories the next thing you know is this 150 foot whale comes up behind this lure and followed us for about two and a half three hours 
Oh shit! What would have they done if that fucking wheel would have latched on? Well, they, they would have had to cut the line. Yeah, yeah. No, no. The cat, cat wasn't gonna let him fuck around. Yeah. That much. <laughs> All right, Captain Ahab. Yeah. yeah, you got you got the fucking harpoon ready. Yeah. Anyway, there's there, there's a fish story for you. Catching Moby Dick. What, what, what ship? Uh, what that was ship USS was? Prairie, AD15. I was in the ship fitter shop, 56 Alpha. That was at the time. It was the second oldest ship in the fleet other than the constitution is that the one that they're well there's three ships now that they're well, this one was decommissioned back in that oh 80s, okay okay e- either late 80s or early 90s so how many centuries ago was that oh it was back in the day of me and crockett <laughs> now this back was in the this, day. this would have been in 1981 i think before i was even a yeah i'm my telling you like I said, it, was, it was a long time ago oh you weren't even born you know she no, was 82 i was born gives you a is how fucking old I am. Well, like I said when we were coming in I here, know, you don't, don't, don't fall. I don't want you to break a hip. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, hey, just to let everybody know, I could talk a little shit, shit to Sanchez tonight. I bought him a bottle of Johnny Walker. Yes, he did. Somebody forgot to bring it in the studio. God damn it. Square bottle. <laughs> it's okay, but it doesn't have a whole bunch of lumps around the neck, so we're in yeah. good shape. <laughs> Uh, another time when driving around with friends, this, this time it was, it was another friend of mine. We had, like I said, I, I used to drive, I used to ride around with all my friends. Like I had a bunch of different friends that would just, we just go out places. Like I said earlier, Andrew was one of them out of a few other people. And one of the other people was, was my friend Isaiah. And Isaiah and I worked um, at a pizza place together and he was a delivery driver. Um, we would we would drive around and stuff, but he didn't. He took out his passenger seat, so it was easier for him to lay the pizzas down next to him and just get him. You know, instead of having to reach in the back and all that stuff. And it was actually a pretty good situation. Um, and also, I felt like I was being chauffeured around because I had to sit in the back whenever we rode around together, or I'd sit in the floor, the floorboard, on like a. Or, or we actually at one time got a, a, a milk cart, milk crate, and used that. Um, but uh, there was one specific time. I, I don't remember. It was somewhere here in Kentucky, and we were driving around, and there was this trail, and there was a bunch of signs everywhere for camping. I mean, this was in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, it wasn't really. I'm sure at one time it was a hot spot, you know, for the people of that area, because it was like it was in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it was like creepy ass, you know, shit. Uh, just the whole feeling of the area was just like crazy. There was like old houses all around it that obviously they, they looked broken down. And it was really creepy. Uh, Isaiah didn't smoke cigarettes and he didn't like people smoking his car. And I was one of those friends that was like, oh man, come on, let me smoke in your car once. Let me smoke in your car once. He wasn't having it. So we were we were driving and we found this uh, this road and we saw the, the, the camping signs. And we decided to go to the end of it. And he's like, well, I'm sure we can find some place we can stop and you can get out and we can stretch and you can smoke a cigarette. And I was like, fine. So we go to the end of this road and yeah, it was a camping ground. Um, the only thing that we saw at first was a picnic table. So like, all right, this is perfect. We pull up, we, we stop. And I'm sitting at this picnic table, like I'm sitting on top of it, I'm smoking a cigarette and we're just bullshitting. And then I realized once my eyes started settling and like the moon had kind of made a little light because there there was no street lights or anything like that. I had noticed that 
there was a good possibility that this place was full and all these, there was a bunch of people like camping because there was camping gear everywhere. Um, there were tents. I mean, dude, there, were, there was, it was endless amounts. This, this is the creepy part. There was, there, there had to have been over a hundred um, camping tents and, you know, sleeping bags and just everything you would take on a normal camping trip, just all over the place. And I was like, well, shit. So from the dark and the little bit I could see, I was like, fuck, we're, you know, we're going to end up bothering somebody while they're sleeping. Well, then I realized again that these tents weren't, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't pitched. Um, and so I told Isaiah to turn his light on. So he turned his headlights on and every one of these tents and this camping gear was ripped apart. There was no cars around. There was, I, for what we could tell, there was no one around. Just a bunch of ripped up, I mean, like I said, like over a hundred fucking tents. I mean, they were all spread out like like people would, would do when they go on big camping trips or whatever. But it was just endless. And I got this really creepy fucking feeling that maybe we should leave. Um, which, that story, that's, you know, that just, I, that came to mind because of the whole driving around thing. I thought it was fucking creepy. Um, I've got so many different stories and um, if uh, if Shani and the guys want me to, to come back on and tell more I can but uh, here's, the, here's the last one um, so, uh, same time period same situation a couple of friends and me went driving around and there's a place in Winchester which is about 20 minutes away from where I live now and Winchester is where I'm from um, there's a place that everyone knew as Ghost Bridge um, the kind of place that, you know, stupid kids would go out and, you know, go on this bridge and, cause there wasn't really anything really around. So everybody would go there and like, you know, smoke pot or drink or do other drugs or on occasions like fool around, you know, with their, their loved ones or whatever the fuck, you know, normal kid shit, you know? Um, so we decided, Hey, let's go to ghost bridge because there was a whole thing about, if you go to the bridge, which is a whole bunch of different stories and legends about this place, uh, it was called Ghost Bridge because somebody, I think the story went that somebody had jumped off the bridge, and if you look at a certain time, you could see them walking or whatever. Now, the train tracks still um, still worked. I mean, they, they went right underneath the bridge, and whenever the train came, it shook the entire bridge, and you thought you were gonna, it was going to fall. It's not because this this is a very sturdy bridge. It's been up for many 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 years. Um, at this point, it's probably been <clears throat> 60, 70 years that it's been up there. <clears throat> but when you go past the bridge, um, go all the way across it, um, and you make a, a left, there is a little like road, a little more like a trail. But it was a road that if you take it all the way to the end there was actually a house this one single house that people did live in um which found that out the hard way one time uh, when me and my friends couldn't get turned around to uh <laughs> to leave that area because there was somebody just waiting on their front porch in the middle of the fucking night it was a creepy situation that's for another another story so there was a rumor there was a house right like a little bit before you get um <clears throat> past um, the bridge and go on that little road there was a house that was burned down uh, 
many years before this. And the rumor was that it was burned down because there was a witch that lived there. You know, the old old the witch in the house story. Um, everybody had, you know, has had that kind of story, you know. <coughs> and usually it would turn out to be just some poor old woman who gotten, you know, in a bad situation, you know, or whatever. But people would say that things had gone out of there. So we wanted to find this house. Well, we went on the, uh, we, we, we pulled over and we parked on the left side of the road. Um, which was actually like only a few feet away from just going off the edge and then falling down to the train tracks. But we found where this house was. And there, there was a house there at, some, at one time. Um, it had been burned down and there was only like the, uh, the platform of where, you know, the, uh, uh, the house had been was, was there, you know, the, there was, you could tell there was a, there was a house, you know, there was remains and stuff, you know? Um, so we decided to get our flashlights and look around like we usually do. Um, and we were searching around for some, something interesting to, to take back with us, you know, and and have as a souvenir souvenir or something hoping to find that that one thing that you know would be special i don't know you know souvenirs when you go to creepy places um we didn't really find anything i mean there was like a door out there that was like half burn up and there was like some other stuff um well we went back to the car to leave because we were going to continue driving around um because like all of us had been working that night and it was just ready to just say fuck it you know go go enjoy the, the night air and uh and drive around a little bit we get in the car all of us gather in this little tiny car and uh, it won't start it's dead saying it's on e we just filled up the car before we left uh, before we headed that way there's a gas station um that was right when you you know, are getting ready to go on the main road, which the main road that that you you turn on um, to go to Ghost Bridge is just a straight shot. Uh, there's a bunch of different roads that turn off or whatever, but there's just a straight shot to, to Ghost Bridge from when you turn on to it. And before you do that, there's a shell station. <coughs> oh, sorry about that. Um, I've been smoking way too many cigarettes. Uh, during this whole quarantine thing, and it's catching up with me. It's not the Rona. Um, anyway, so we uh, we like okay, well, fuck, what do we do? And at the time, none of us had cell phones. <coughs> cell phones wasn't something that everybody had at that moment. Some people had them, some people didn't, and it was like the little shitty ones with like the the Game Boy looking screen, you know. <coughs> And, uh, again, sorry for all the coughing. <coughs> my, my throat likes to get dry. Anyway, so we uh, decided to take off walking. And as we, uh, one second. <coughs> there we go. Again, sorry for wasting your time. <coughs> Anyway, we take off walking, and there was a couple of houses that looked abandoned. And upon walking down that way, one of the houses 
it was completely empty, whatever. But you start hearing like all this howling and then snarling. Before you knew it, that house sounded like it was full of wild animals. Wild dogs, wolves, coyotes, whatever. It was terrifying. We stood there for a minute and just looked at this house. And then we started hearing like the sound of like the shit was getting shit was getting broken or something in the in these 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 dogs or whatever. It sounded like they could bust through that door any minute. Uh so we kept on walking. There was a house that had its lights on, but again, it's like 11, 12 o'clock at night. Being a, a bunch of misfit-looking dudes like we were, we knock on, on a door out in the middle of nowhere. Somebody's going to shoot us. So we just said, say, fuck it. Let's have an adventure. Let's keep walking. Uh, so we just kept walking and eventually uh, uh, made it to the shell station I was talking about. It, it took about about an hour I think for us to walk down there and we used the payphone and uh, called our, our one of our buddies that we worked with who was actually one of our managers and was like hey can you come get us can you you know we need we need something so he gets us he picks us up at the shell station we brought, drive back down to Ghost Bridge and we had gotten gas and, 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 and like a gas can thing and uh we're putting gas in. Well, before before my buddy Dan, whose car it was, before he tried putting gas in, he started the thing up, and it, it went to full tank. Um, the lights were blinking by themselves off and on, and the car was no longer on the left side of the road. It was now on the right side of the road, um, and it wasn't having any issues really but it still didn't want to completely turn over so our buddy uh, jumped us um, and it worked then like I said the gas the gas tank had said that it was on empty when we tried to like start earlier it was just a shit show but uh, as we were getting ready to leave um, what made us get in the car really really quick Kenny had left that was our buddy who helped us he had left already and we get in the car, start it up, and then we all hear like <laughs> this loud <sighs> cackling noise, like the stereotypical banshee or witch, like laugh. It's creepy. Um, I'm sure that if I if I thought hard enough, I could probably think of some other like true creepy shit that's gone on. Actually, I know a fact for a fact I can, <clears throat> but. I don't want to take up all of uh, the uh, the news team's time. Um, once again, this is Chug Nasty from uh, the Nasty Nation um, in uh, Graveyard Talk, Bastard Sons of a Judoscope. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to the guys for, for having me uh, do this. Um, and I'll do it again if, uh, if, I, if I'm needed. I've been living here for about 14 years. I moved here and I bartended in 2007. Yeah, you I bought, bought the house. That. And I bought the house in 2007. But I you were living in I, I lived there, but this house for when I met Shuby, you I think he was still in high school. Oh he yeah, had, I was. He in had high a school. he had a pink uh, gizmo shirt with a blue undershirt that was uh, like thermal underwear. Thermal underwear, and he wore a fucking dog collar. 
No, I didn't wear the dog collar then. No, <laughs> I think you, you did. did. Wear a dog collar. I did wear a dog collar at times. <laughs> One day in your fucking uh, white uh, fuck car was that? We always used to go out to the G spot and smoke some weed. It was the celebrity. No, the Grand Am. No, celebrity was before the Grand Am. The Grand Am I bought after high school. Okay, that was a celebrity. Go out to the G spot. Celebrity's one of the greatest short term cars yeah. Chevy ever built. Well, we used to go out to the Richardson G spot. It's a uh, it's a little it's a little spot out by Schnell, and you can overlook the whole fucking town. We go out there, we'd smoke weed back in fucking two thousand two, two thousand three. This was like two thousand. Two thousand. Ninety nine, even probably. Could have been before I moved here. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I've known Shuby for a while, and he, uh, I've known Shuby here for about 23 you, years. You were playing drums and role model? I was playing drums and role model. And, uh, and if, if, if anybody out there is looking for role model songs, I highly suggest Eggs. Because I love eggs Actually. from my head down to my legs. Oh, my sister's on the rag. And my mama's boobies say. Oh! Yeah. Good times with the role model, man. We had some good times. And then there was uh, Semi Red, and then there was Group Therapy. Yeah, and I mean, you've always it's kind of played, all- played in bands, and like I enjoyed watching you guys. Like, I don't get out as much as I'd like to to see bands because. Well, you used to. Yeah, Dude, but I, mean, I got a picture of you. On the floor of the Esquire. Drinking a beer. Chugging a beer, a beer. Down in a beer. When we were playing that night. And let me tell you something. Like, everybody was like, I remember that night. And, like. And then uh, the band shell. I think that's that night that uh, that tour. Or I don't know if it was a tour. But we did three shows in 24 hours. I, I remember uh, people at the Esquire that night trying to steal my keys. And, uh, like, take my keys because I was so fucking drunk. Yeah. And we all were. And I remember, like, I still remember to this day, like, everybody's like, you're too drunk to drive. I remember driving home still to this day, like, you know, like, 15 years later driving home. And, like, I, I'm a bad person. I do cocaine and hookers, too. So fucking judge me, peoples. Well, that was years ago. But remember you, you know the what silver the- dollar? We played those shows at the Silver Dollar no, in Mandan. No. Well, no, I was too young to go to those. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's because right. I was only like 20 or 19, yeah. 19 or 20. But, like, I remember, like, down in Heber, and, like, this is, like, how much of a band of brothers we are. Like, me and Chante, we have fought, but we have also fought and kicked ass, too, you know? That was a, that like, was a great... We, we great, kicked great the time. shit out of two fucking assholes. And, like, the the one guy that was just sticking up for his buddy, like, I uh, did apologize the next night, but, like, the guy that was, like, being the asshole, like, he sees me, like, when I go down to this certain town once in a while to have a meal, and he came up to one of my very close friends and talking shit one day, and I was like, do you fucking remember me? And he's like, looks at me, I was like, don't make me have to go outside with you again. And he fucking just shut up and, like, walked away. Dude, I haven't seen that guy since, since that night. Oh, dude, like, I remember How you... How long ago was that? That was probably, you know, like, 12 years ago. You know what? Fucking... Even though that we've had our differences and, like... It's never came down to that. The, the only thing I gotta say is there is very few people that would puke in a fucking seat of a car and I would fucking 
sit in their goddamn puke and drive their fucking car home just to make sure that they didn't kill me or anybody else. That's truly French. I gotta say. You know what? And if that didn't work, we would not be having this podcast. Tonight. Oh yeah. So thank you, Shuby, for You're making welcome. sure I got home. And hey, thank you for giving me for for giving me for being an idiot at times too. Oh here. dude, but hey, you know what? My car smelled for two years after. And that. you know what? White hey, Russians, man. Hey, you know what? I told you, bring that car to my shop. We will take that seat out and shampoo that fucking car out. And you know what? It's not going to smell that bad. Come mid-July, my car kind of stinks. <laughs> kind of, dude. It reeked. It, no, you, you know said what? Kind I didn't of have stinks, to. I, but yeah, now I didn't have later, to give people rides anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wanted to get in my car. You need a ride home? No. no thanks. No. <laughs> now that car rests in a junkyard in Texas. I'll call, uh, I'll they call probably a three hundred dollar cab. <laughs> they probably restored it and got it out there. Okay, all you people, I got a little shooby song here. I'm not musically inclined, but I'm gonna do my best. Penises, penises is the song. Penises, penises, lollipops, penises, penises, just wanna fuck them up. Penises, penises, I love you, mmm. Penises, penises, get on top, mmm, 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 Ooh, yeah, 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 I love you so. Freaking Bill Murray, man. I got a good dog story. I actually just told it today. So I used to work with this guy, Vietnam ah, vet. I remember that guy. Yeah, Vietnam vet, like super cool dude. Like, and he passed away a few years ago. And uh, he was Vietnam vet. Uh, he was an air, airplane uh, mechanic for in Vietnam, and then he went on to be the lead fabricator, sheet metal guy for SkyWest Airlines. But he was telling me about in Vietnam, they had this little dog that would run around the marine base that he was on or the whatever it was called and anyways and my people i'm trying to tell the story the best that i can here but bear with me so anyways this little dog was running around the base and having a good time and they'd promote him and all this stuff well all these guys would go to this mama son or whatever her name was and mama son and for like two dollars you could get or a dollar you whatever it was we'll just call it two dollars okay you could get a blowjob okay yeah and like she had a spittoon and she as soon as you came she spit it <laughs> out the next you'd walk out the next guy would walk in you know <laughs> so anyways this mama son you know they'd all the marines would go down there and get their blowjob you know and have a good time you drink it up while this dog was getting promotions you know like from private to so on so on so on you know so they uh so they finally decided like okay we're, we're gonna take this dog down and get him a blowjob oh well, my god well this freaking mama son like was not having this until they flashed a 20 in front of her <laughs> freaking she blew that dog for 20 dollars oh, <laughs> oh. freaking and, like you got you might like vietnam that all these Vietnam guys are around there cheering on this dog getting a blowjob. And then you fucking... So then, like, a week later, okay, this dog's out running around. Fucking runs behind a running jet and, like, fucking, like, tumbles 
down the fucking runway, you know. Yeah, dog committed suicide. No, no. no. He, the, the, the dog survived, but he got de- uh, uh, demotion. He got a demotion? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they demoted for two and a bust down in the next pay grade. <laughs> yeah, they, they they freaking demoted his ass. Forty five, forty five. <laughs> but I mean, it's one of those stories where like, like what I see in there is you got yeah. so much shit that's going on, and people are fucking partying because they would steal their commanding officer's jeep, fill it with fucking beer, and drive around on the fucking while people were working in Vietnam. Handing out beers. Yeah, I had a friend who who worked on. He was he helped make uh, landing bases or landing strips. Yep. And he was a bulldozer driver. Mm-hmm. And he he just told him when you know he says I re- I refuse to work today unless I got a case of beer at my feet. That was that was the deal. Before before he would get up on his machine to go to work, there had to be at least one case of beer sitting on the floor. Times have fucking changed. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean. Uh, we got this shit called OSHA. Yeah, OSHA. <laughs> well, this is before Ronald Reagan. You know? Well, this is before OSHA, probably. Yeah, well. Yeah, before people started. I mean, yeah, I mean, the old videos of the term shotgun and, you know, uh, when you're smoking pot, you know, giving a shotgun. Yeah. They literally used to take a, a Remington 870. Yeah. And they would, uh, of course, they'd take the rounds out of it, but they would take their pot pipe and they'd blow it down the barrel of that shotgun and then somebody would be sucking on the muzzle of it. What the hell? And they called them doing shotguns. Fuck that. <laughs> That's oh, but, what I gotta say. By the way, people, I would like to add, during the story of the dog getting the blowjob, you should have seen Dana's face. Like, the w- one word that I can describe is... Disgusted? Well, t- t- just two words. <laughs> utter disgust. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh-huh. a, what kind of dog was it? I don't know. Some kind of Vietnam mutt. A very oh, shamed okay. dog. <laughs> <laughs> or, hey... Lunch meat. Or you could look at it like this. A very fucking lucky dog. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's...
feel it Does it even matter now? You're such a hypocrite I think that I could show you how At least you knew it There wasn't much to really know Seems like murder So back in the day with the pimps and stuff, did they drive around the Cadillacs? Oh yeah, the they had the, they had the big Continental kits on them, and then yeah. they had the great big giant headlights in the front. Yeah. Oh, dude, they used to come to my gas station. It, it was great because um, I was a manager and I worked the night shift or the oh, swing shift. Tell that story. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, well, they come in, you know, and say, "I I I, I need two dollars with a regular. Two dollars with a regular would have got you about four and a half gallons." Okay. All right. So, so I need two dollars with a regular. And I say, okay. He says, hey, I tell you what, man. He says, uh, I'll slip you a joint if you just give me the gas. <laughs> <laughs> That's a two joints. Huh? Okay, man, you're cool. You're cool. You're cool. <laughs> and they used, they used to come in, and, and uh, this one guy's name was Pete. And he'd come in, and he'd say, "Hey, man, hey." He'd call me Squid because yeah. he knew he knew I'd been in the Navy. Hey, Squid, man, come here, man. I mean, we're talking the big brim hat. Yeah. The the the, the f- coat. The, the coat. You know. Did he have the, the peacock the, leaf out the side? No, but he had he had a pretty good sized hat. It was I think it was like crushed velvet. Did he have any feathers in the rim of the hat? You know, he never got out of his car, so I'm not sure. Okay. Convertible or hardtop? Hardtop, two okay. door, big long. It's '69. Uh, uh, Eldorado. Yeah. Yeah. Was that? Yeah. The coupe. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, it had four acres of hood on it. Yep, yep. <laughs> but uh, and it was nice, you know, because this was nineteen seventy six, seventy seven. 
So that was probably like an eight hundred dollar Cadillac at that time. Twelve hundred. Well, it was still it was still a pretty nice. Yeah, car, but I mean, I mean back then for what you could buy it for is what I'm saying. It oh was yeah, still no, cheap, yeah, 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 cheap, but it was still a lot of money back then. Yeah. You know, because brand new cars were probably what four thousand. But he'd you know he'd, he'd roll up and I'd know what his deal was is how close he'd pull to the pumps. Yeah. Right. So if he rolled up and he was like five feet away from the front pump, he'd yep. be he'd be smack between the front door and the first set of pumps. Yep. So I knew what his game was. So. I'd come out there and he'd. I'd walk up to his window and he'd just. And this is a just, full service gas station. Oh right? yeah, yeah. This this is there was no cell service. Okay. I mean we had we had three sets of pumps, two pumps each. It was Mars Super Service on East Col forty eight hundred East Colfax in Denver, yeah. Colorado, nineteen seventy six. I think it was. Okay. And I would walk up to his car and say, "Hey Sam, what's going on?" He'd just go up like that and he'd drop a bag of pot and he'd hold on to the top of it. This is when Ziploc bags just first came out. Okay. I mean, because we always used to get the bag, and we'd roll it up, and we'd lick it because it yep. was a sandwich bag, you know, the foldover. Yeah. <laughs> and he would plop that thing down, and he'd say, I'd say, wow, how much? He goes, for you, $12. <laughs> and $2 would have got. <laughs> well, here, I got, a, I got a short little campfire story about about some odd years ago, I was living with a buddy of mine, senior year of high school, and his parents, and he had first hour off. I get up, I didn't have first hour off, but what I did have was two hits of acid. Oh. So I took one, and I fucking tapped him on the shoulder. He's sleeping in his bed, and he's... Oh, you didn't. Threw a hit of acid in his mouth. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Tapped him on his shoulder, and he's like, what's... I'm like, see you during third. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck did you do? I'm like, it's all right. I got one, too. <laughs> he goes, oh, okay. So I get to school. We're, uh, I'm in school, and I'm just, I'm just about ready to start peeking. And I go outside after class. We're going to have a cigarette. My buddy who's supposed to be there, and I see him sitting on the curb, rocking back and forth, having a cigarette. I'm like, dude, where the fuck's your car, man? He's like, dude, 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 <laughs> fucking dude. I fucking drove it, and the fucking, fucking something broke, and I fucking ran into this lady's yard. <laughs> And I almost fucking ran into her fucking house. And I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, where the fuck's your car? It's in this lady's fucking yard. Jesus. <laughs> and we're tripping now. And I'm like, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Turns out his fucking tie rod broke. Oh, no. When he was turning a corner. He hit a bump. His tie rod broke and his wheel fucking, you know, veered yeah. off. And he fucking went into this fucking jumped the curb and hit... Oh, then oh. he just abandoned a car? Well, he called the cops. He goes, well, I got to get to school. He told the people. He goes, I can get it out of here, but I got to go to school. <laughs> he walked the rest <laughs> of the way. Oh, dude. And on the acid like that, it's got to be a total trip. <laughs> oh, man. All that having your headlights on in the middle of the day. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good time, though. Oh, boy. Yeah, I feel bad for the guy. Because it's never good when shit goes bad in your trip. <laughs> no.
You know, well, even back in our day, when I went to high school, I mean, not even high school, even junior high, I'd say 92, 93. Fuck, we used to cruise Villard, Maine, whatever you yeah. want to call it, and yeah, Dickinson. I mean, turn around at fucking Jack's, cruise up and down, probably stop and be in, bullshit for a while, stop at Hardee's, go up to come and go or jerk and squirt. Yeah. Fucking turn around there. Oh, dude, there was many miles put on my 65 Impala cruising Villard. Oh, you were even part of that, too, then. Oh, yeah. 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 Freaking everybody. Freaking, like, uh, that Almer, he had that 64 Chevelle. Yeah. Gale. Yep. Bozo. Yep. Freaking, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you remember that stuff. I mean, like, it's funny because I actually just showed Dana American Graffiti. It made her watch that movie. She's she, never seen it. She's yeah. never seen American wow. Graffiti. And, like, when Milliner's like, back in my day, I used to take a full tank of gas to do a freaking lap around, you know, up and down, freaking the, the main drag, you know, or whatever he said, you know. Because they, they, they got the street name there. It's like, you know, it's like you don't see anybody out cruising Villard anymore on a Friday or Saturday night. Well, you know, I think, was it back in the 90s that a lot of communities were cracking down on that? They thought well, that they- it was... They'd scaring away the, the tourists or something. Or but it was at night. I know, yeah. Well, and the thing is, BN, that was a fucking parking lot to be parked in. I mean, I remember that parking lot was fucking full every Friday, Saturday night. You'd just sit in the parking lot. If you were the first one there, all of a sudden, the party would come to you. Yeah. I mean, people would pull gathering, up to you. Yeah. Parking in Paragon. It would, it would, even Paragon, It would too. start off, everybody's talking between windows, and next yep. thing you know, everybody's out of their car. Everybody's <laughs> out of their car playing hacky sack. Yep. Good buddy of mine, uh, he's passed now, but Mikey D, he would he would be, he would would be, walk up and down BN constantly and just ask for money to go buy an 18-pack of bush light. <laughs> All the fucking time, man. I mean, it was, those were really good fucking times, fucking hanging at BN. And then we they we got kicked out of the north or the east BN, so then we went to the other one, the west BN. That was never as fun, and then it just eventually died. Well, and you know, like I mean, really, I mean, cruising Villard died in about two thousand. 